the big mindset change is all about, first of all, the virtual stage is now small. You have to change your mindset right here. Anything you do on Restream, Zoom, Google Meet, anytime you present, this is TV. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 336. And today we're going to talk about why having a media empire is so valuable and how to get there with a small shift to your brand. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson. And today we've got a guest joining us. We're going to be talking about uh, a very specific part of brand consistency and how to elevate your brand across your social platforms and uh, a little bit of a side benefit you may not be thinking about. So it's a very interesting conversation today with our guest. Now, before we jump in, I want to remind you that your brand, your speaking, your collaborations, they're all part of a bigger piece of the puzzle. Like what we're doing here is we're building an audience and that audience has to be connected to you and your superpowers. Your superpowers are what people are drawn to, your superpowers and the way you convey them through your authority platforms, through your branding, through your offers, all of that is centered around you and your work and the impact that you make in this world. And I find that sometimes we lose the thread and we're like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing that. Oh, I don't know. Is that my right marketing strategy? Oh, like, do I really have to put my message out there in the world in a bigger way? Yes, because I know you want to make a greater impact. And come on, we all know the revenue that comes from that. That works too for a lot of reasons. Like it makes your life better. You can help your family more. You can give back to your community. You can do all the things that are important with money. So trust me on this. You want to get seen. You want to get out there in a bigger way. Now I have a seven step framework that I've been teaching for quite some time. It is a framework that when you put all these puzzle pieces together, really helps your business take off. This is the cornerstone of exponential growth. And it's also a way to make sure that your superpowers and what it is that your ideal clients are searching for stay connected. That's where the relevance takes off. So if you head over to amplifywithmelanie.com, you can download this framework as a fillable workbook to help you really see where you stack up in these different areas of your business. Do you have the seven key factors required to not just make an impact in the world, but to attract premium clients who are willing to invest four five, maybe even six figures to work with you? Are you ready for that? I hope you are because it's really awesome when you can make that kind of impact in the world. Okay, head over to AmplifyWithMelanie.com, and now let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome back, Amplifiers. I am excited for today's conversation with my friend, Rich Bontrager. Now, Rich and I have become really good friends because he does something that I think is so fantastic and so powerful and so needed, and that is how to build your own media empire 
by creating brand consistency across your platforms. And I've just loved watching what he's doing across his media platforms. And so I'm happy to, or I'm excited to dig into this with you today. Now, let me introduce you, give him a official welcome. Rich is the creator and host of the How to Rock Your Stage show, airing live each Wednesday night, which I was very uh, fortunate and honored to be a guest of recently. And Rich hosts the National Speakers Association podcaster, author forums, and the new NSA live show behind the stage. Entrepreneurs, executives, and speakers hire Rich to unleash their brand authority by learning media savvy skills that help them shine on camera and stage. And just from that introduction, I'm sure as you're listening in, you're like, oh my God, I totally know why Rich and Melanie are jiving so good. So thanks for joining me today, Rich. Great to be here, Melanie. Great to see you again. Yeah, I know. We're like, we're going to actually have to move this into in real life at some point, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're spending yeah, all this time exactly. on social now. We're, we're back and forth all the time right now. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I love it. You know, I think, you know, just for listeners, like, you know, when you find somebody that you really enjoy collaborating with and there's a lot of synergy with, like, it's like ride the wave, like make fun things happen. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I think people forget is like nurture the relationships that are in your, in your orbit right now. So thanks Rich for being one of those people. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and we actually talked about that on your show uh, not too long yeah. ago. So I will link that up in the show notes because I feel like that was such a powerful conversation. You just asked the best questions and it was such a great uh, experience. So we'll link that up in the show notes so people can circle back and catch the interview you and I did on your show. Certainly. Certainly. Well, Let's start today. I, you know, we're talking about creating a media empire and you and I know what that means, but I just want to make sure our listeners today really get why this is becoming such a, an exciting opportunity for people to build their own media empire. Well, media is now currency. Think of it that way. You have the media ability to create stuff on your own. Back in the day, I mean, I've, I've been a broadcaster for most of my adult life, 30 plus years. You would have to pay big money to have quality content put out of any kind if you wanted to go out to the media. Now we have the power of Zoom and other platforms and Restream and it, the list is going on and on. You're paying one inch of the price and you're expanding your reach exponentially. But the trick is you get to control it all now. You get to create it your way, your style, your brand to reach out to the people you want. And there is so much power in that. So think of it as currency. How much are you going to leverage? How much are you going to put out there? So what's occurring to me right now is like, how do we know that we've created a media empire? Like what are the ingredients of a really savvy, well thought out media empire? Ask yourself, are, are your social media efforts collectively pulling toward you or are they pointing out to just social media? Are you posting for a reason? Have it circle back with a consistent pull or are you just hoping that someone's going to like it, click it, and maybe reach out to you? So intentionality? strategic and then consistency. I, consistency i was gonna say that leads to my next question is like let's talk about brand consistency and consistency of effort 
and how that is really a big piece of building up your your brand. Yeah, and again, that's a great question because people are literally, it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall right now. Oh, I like this today. I like this tomorrow. Oh, I like this. And they just keep throwing things out there. Hopefully something's going to stick. Instead, come up with a consistent plan, theme, and message that you know is going to hit your target market. And someone else sold something else differently. Don't jump tracks. Stay in your lane because people love consistency. They know they love knowing you're an expert in the area. You're a go-to expert. So you're going to stay in your lane to keep being that shining beacon of hope, information, support, whatever it is. So the consistency is what rhythm do you put out? Is it every day, three times a week? Is it going to be live? Is it going to be recorded? You've got to pick out which way you're going to go and then stay consistent in that same methodology. I love live. Always have. Been in radio broadcasting all my life. I love live. So part of my consistency is every Monday through Friday at 2 p.m., I go live on five different platforms every week. And people know where to find me and how they connect. So I'm hearing literally two layers of consistency that you're talking about. I, one of the things I'm hearing you say is that you need to be consistent with whatever that authority positioning um strategy is for you it's yes. it's doing the lives for someone else maybe it's some kind of themed posts or yeah. uh it's like making sure that you're regular uh having content of your own inside your your um platform but the other thing that i'm hearing is and i we talked a little about this a little bit um in the green room the other day it was the idea that you also need brand consistency across your different platforms. And I see a big problem here and an opportunity simultaneously. And I think you do too, Rich, where people are maybe like bringing different things to their different, like on Facebook, it's one thing on LinkedIn, it's another over on Twitter. If they've got a Twitter profile, they're, they've got a totally different message going on. And then on Instagram, they're just sharing personal stuff. Right. So, you know, what, how important is it to have brand consistency across all the different platforms? Huge. If it's not number one, it's number one. <laughs> Let's just say I think that. it's number one. I, I, I I'm hearing number, number one. one. Yeah. Your headshot should be the same on every one of your platforms. Because when they click, you want them to go, oh, that's him. That's her. That's the guy. Uh, your banner shots should all be very familiar, the same style. Because of different banner sizes, you may have to adapt them a little bit. But they need to be universally the same. And yes, we're getting the fonts, we're getting the colors, but we're getting to the words that are popping off the page. You want them to see those keywords and go, yep, got the right person. Because now it is like the current world has gone from ABC to ABC owns other subsidiaries that you can get content on. They even have ABC Plus now, okay? Everyone's doing these multiple channels, but they're all owned by ABC. So you have these channels of LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and it goes on and on and on. But the idea is they're branded for you. And if you can keep that consistent, all those will directly point back to you then. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking of a conversation I had with a client recently who was really not feeling one of the social media platforms, but mm -hmm. really enjoying another one. And they were asking me like, do I really need to have a presence there? Like, is <laughs> like, I don't even like that platform. What is your advice to someone who maybe isn't really active on the different primary platforms 
do they need to have that brand presence there, even if they're not active there? Absolutely not. Okay. Go where your people are. Number one, where is your audience? Where is your best fishing pond? Where are you going to connect with the people that you really want to serve, uh, embrace, sell to, whatever? Go there. Just because, let's just say, TikTok's hot right now, whatever, you do not have to be on TikTok. If that does not match you, don't go to TikTok. I recommend three platforms. Make three your primary platforms. Maybe if you want to have a presence on another, that's fine. But these are the three that you are going to make sure. You have a schedule. You know when you're going to show up. You know how long your content is. And you know the feel and the vibe of that audience. Because face it, LinkedIn is different than Facebook and different than Twitter. They are not the same audience. They don't speak the language the same. The hashtags are not always the same. So figure out the one that you want to be on. And if you're where you want to be and you know what's the best place to do, it's easier for you to stay on the platform and post and post and post. If you're on the platform you really don't care about, you'll burn out, you do poor content, and that's not going to reflect well on you. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think it means to a client uh, or maybe a speaking um, event booker who is stumbling across different, like they're, they're, maybe they're on LinkedIn and they're researching speakers or they're, they're researching the coaches that they've been uh, told about. What does it mean to them to experience you as like a media empire versus somebody with a profile? Like, I just want to really unpack this distinction because I think people are missing out on massive quote unquote, like brand reinforcement and sales opportunities because they don't really understand the difference here. Who doesn't love media? I mean, we've all got our favorite TV shows. We all got our favorite podcasts. We all have something like that. And we go find them on different platforms. You can do that for your own brand. And that consistency is extremely powerful. So when you do this now, you become a celebrity of sorts. You become a go-to expert in your field. So part of this is it's a change of your vocabulary. When people ask you, what do you do? Oh, I'm an inspirational speaker. Oh, I do motivational talk. No, 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 no. You change it now to I'm, a, I'm an expert in blank. I'm an expert in cars, specifically Ferraris. You let everyone know what's your specific target, and then you tell them what you speak on. I speak on Ferraris, not on Pintos, not on anything else. So part of your brand is now you niche it down to where they know if they want to learn about Ferraris, You're the person that does Ferraris like nobody else. And your content is going to be about Ferraris. It makes it easy to find you, easy to stick with you. And now you stick out as a celebrity in your field, different from anybody else. Yeah, well said, well said. And, you know, I I always say authority is in the eyes of the beholder. And so, you know, I think sometimes people get a little reticent about putting themselves out in a big way. but what what i experience and rich you've done this so well in your in your media empires like you go and look at rich on any of the platforms and you're like oh snap he's got it going on and you know i think we can give people clarity about the impact we're having in the world about what's possible when they work with us by really intentionally putting forth certain credibility pieces for instance you put forth you're 36 years as a professional broadcaster. You put forth that you are involved in so many different ways in the National Speaker Association, which is one of the most recognized speaker organizations on the planet. And 
you are consistently creating and publishing your rock the stage show. And I think these are things that elevate you and provide a brand distinction when people are evaluating maybe multiple vendors or multiple um, service providers, and they're looking for the one that really reinforces like, or, or has that extra edge, right? Well, and and I was just at an NSA event, and I got a lot of conversations about this. Of like, well, I've got my Facebook page; and it looks like this, and I have my Twitter account; and it looks like this, and it's close, but it is different because they're like, I want to be creative. No one said you couldn't be creative, but if it's too different, no one's going to know it's you. ABC, CBS, uh, CBS, uh, CBS has brought back the little chime. Dun dun dun. That was back in 1960, whatever it was. They brought it back because it's part of their brand. Now, it will drive us crazy as we listen to it, but it works. You know it's CBS. What can you do that be so distinctive that everyone knows it's you? They don't have to think. They know it's you. And they also know the power, the influence that you speak on. There's, there's, there's something weird in the speaker world we don't want to brag on ourselves. What is it all about, Melanie? Why, why don't we want to talk about our superpower? Why don't we want to really say, I'm good at this and not apologize for it? Why do we want to just pull back a little bit and say, well, I sort of kind of do this stuff? Well, I think- How does it help perfect- your brand? Yeah, let's talk about mindset because I think that's probably where you're going with this, right? Like what is- mindset to a speaker and to someone who's building a media empire the big mindset change is all about first of all the virtual stage is now small you have to change your mindset right here anything you do on restream zoom google meet anytime you present this is tv you must think like tv media tv producers tv presenters your mind must say, oh, this is small. This is boring. No one's going to care. No, further from the truth. This is now, you literally have your own TV stage and channel. Change your mind to start thinking like whatever late night talk show you like, whatever midday talk show, step into that. You have that power now here on this stage. And that is a game changer. So when we uh, get on these virtual events, don't call it a Zoom call. It's a Zoom TV show. And you could brand your show that way. Melanie Benson TV. Why not just call it that? That's the mindset now. You literally step into calling yourself a celebrity, a talk show host. Podcaster is audio in my mind. Uh, audio is podcast. The video side is a different beak. So the mindset is you are now stepping into that media space. And some people, again, just resist the idea. They don't want to step in. They don't want to be labeled as a media snob. <laughs> They're really honest. That, that, that's part of it. Wow. I, that, I, I think mindset is such a big part of um, our visibility in general, right? It's like, and, yeah. and I work with a lot of people who are holding back from being more visible, from, from really shining their light brighter because- there's some kind of imposter syndrome or some kind of belief or, you know, like they're, they feel like they're going to get found out in a deep way. Or, you know, for some people they're like, I don't know, can I handle more business? Like, do I want to turn that faucet on right now? Right. And, and I think what you're saying, this idea of like, you got to shift, you know, change your mind from 
This is a, a, like the small screen to, this is a TV platform. This is media is so powerful. I tell, I tell people this all the time with the podcast. It's like, this is not a small opportunity. You are being given a media exposure opportunity. And, you know, if you would like show up in a certain way on a TV show on Good Morning America, show up that way for that podcast interview. And I think you're saying the oh, same no, thing about TV. Exactly. So right now, for example, let me think, dig down a little bit deeper. Part of my media empire is I said I love to go live. I use Restream. I am live every day on five channels, a minimum of five channels at the same time. So I'm on Twitter, two different Facebooks. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on YouTube. Now, if I have Melanie come onto my show, which I have had, uh, Melanie, and Melanie gets to plug in her social media. So now I could be at eight streaming channels at the same time. If we have another person come in, they could add some on. It could be 10, 12, 13. Now I have a network live at one time. That's a mind changer, a game changer, because now you're thinking live interaction, live chat on multiple platforms. Who wouldn't want to have your face, your commentary, your expertise out on all these platforms and at the same time? So you have to do it once. Do it once, do it well, and then hit replay. That's the other mindset that I, I want to clarify here. For some reason, we think we air it once, and then we never have to air that episode again because everybody saw it. They're already tired of that content. Ask me about the power of replay, Melanie. Just ask me about the power of replay. <laughs> All right, Rich, tell me about the power of replay. I cannot wait to hear the answer here. Did you know that I Love Lucy was the very first show in television history to post a replay. Lucy and Desi Arnaz had I Love Lucy, and somewhere in the late 60s, they said, what if we played an old episode because not everyone saw Little Ricky or whatever it was? And they literally said, well, yeah, we've aired it. So they did it. I Love Lucy took off, not on the first one, on the replay, they got caught back up in the stories. When Star Trek launched in, in the 1960s, it was only three years of Star Trek. We now have 50 years of Star Trek and the original shows are still running in reruns and they are making money on those reruns. MASH is for one of a uh, show example in the 70s. Initially, MASH was not a hit. MASH became a hit after the nightly news in my location. It was at 1035. They started it late after news on purpose and people stayed for MASH and it blew up in reruns and syndicated. And at that time, it was the longest running TV show repurpose replay repurpose replay micro content you're now thinking like a media company why not do replays to get people caught up and then stay with you for the future Such that's a part great of the new strategy love it love it you know um i don't know if you've seen this rich but to me i've noticed that when you re-air an episode or you showcase it again on your social platforms or however you're going to get it in front of your audience, you uh, load the video again and share it again. I actually get more downloads in the third, fifth, and like ninth time I share it than the first time I share it sometimes. Because yes. uh, you're touching people at different times. And, you know, they, they may or may not be able to catch up with the time that you air it the first time. But especially when you've got a show that airs every day, People need that reminder to go back and catch up on something they missed. Like, what do you see happening when you repurpose a show or you share it again later? 
Well, yes, the poll comes back. People come back. People that have heard it before will come back. New people will come back. Uh, and yes, the interaction, the comments, the feedback. And then they'll, they'll go to my YouTube or they'll go to my platforms. So there's got to be another video. And they'll go in and play that one. They'll go play another one. They get more curious. So the replays really pay off. If you do a short, and shorts are all the craze, be sure to put a link into the full replay. Because now you've whet their appetite. That is your TV commercial. That's your teaser, your movie trailer. Drive them back to the main one to get the main feature. People are just putting shorts out, which are great. They have good content. Why not drive them back for the main meal? That's the power of media now. Yeah. And again, the mind's got to get caught up here. Yeah, absolutely. I got to ask something. Um, again, a question that I hear all the time coming out of my own community. So let's say somebody's doing all the things you're suggesting and they're not seeing the results. Like they're not seeing people taking action. They're not engaging. What is it like an improvement or something you would coach somebody on who's doing the routine and the consistent visibility they're posting, but they're not seeing engagement and results. Then you have to get into their persona, their ability on camera, on microphone. Now you get into my real coaching. A lot of the time is you are the brand, not your book, not your Twitter account, not whatever it is. You are the brand and you must be on brand. I'm talking you personally, not all your social media labels and stuff. You have to be on brand. So when you speak, you speak with brand authority. And, and so it's, it is your personality. It is your body language. It is your virtual set. Do you have a virtual set that speaks for you? Um, we have a thing called a billboard. If you have a virtual screen, if you have a studio that you're using for your um, shows, brand it for yourself. If you have an author, put your book up. If you love talking about comic books, put comic book up. Whatever it is you are, wrap this in your display now and bring it alive. And that will add more followers because now they see you talking about it, but now they're experiencing it with you. And that's where talk show host skills, things like that come in. You want to share an experience, not just give them information now. I love that you're bringing this idea of an experience, like you're creating experiences because people don't want more information, but they crave experiences that make them feel something or inspire them or, or, you know, make them feel connected. You, you know, we've talked about this, the virtual stage is expanding and there's more virtual yep. events than ever, but yet people feel so isolated and alone that creating, like, I love this idea that we're creating an experience that people can't wait to come back to, even if it's a virtual experience. Well, I'll take this all back to Walt Disney. Walt Disney, Sunday night, the wonderful world of Disney. Tinkerbell would fly around. We'd hear the music. We'd all, we'd all get our popcorn and sit down as a family. We loved Sunday nights. Mutual Omaha. Then, then it was Disney. And Walt Disney would start every Sunday night behind his little tv studio desk it looked like an office and then he would get up and walk around sometimes he had a model sometimes he had a poster of what they were designing new all this stuff and he would vision cast promote create and then he would say here's our feature if you go back and watch those they are on youtube go back and watch the first 15 minutes he pulled you in he created an experience that we loved uncle walt that's how we all felt about it. It was like, this is amazing. 
a storyteller, vision caster, business owner, entrepreneur. He was better most times than, than the main feature. That's what we can do with our media empires now. That's what you can do with your podcast or streaming shows. You can do this. I love it. Rich, you have so many great uh, wisdom bombs and so much. Uh, I mean, 36 years as a professional broadcaster and now building your own uh, media empire. What would be the first or the best resource we could share with our audience today to help them get started and like tap into more rich wisdom? Well, I've got to build your media empire uh, guide. It's a PDF with a bunch of great information on that that will help you literally figure out the strategies that I'm talking about. The idea of now you weave it together and they're not separate components on social media. They are woven together to make a network. And the key here is, the mind shift is, it points back to you and your genius, not to your stuff. You created all the stuff. It needs to point back to you. And that's who people really want to talk to and interact with. So we have the Build a Media Empire guide that will help you out with that. Mm, I love it. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. So wherever you are listening, just pause for a second. I want you to look down in the show notes. And there'll be a link there that you can go download Rich's really, really helpful guide. And, you know, whether you see yourself building an empire or you would just like to be, you know, more uh, relevant and more powerful in the things that you're putting out on social, you're going to see some great tips in this guide that you could put into action right away. So uh, be sure to hop over and download that today. Oh, uh, Rich, this is so, there's so many nuggets that I want to dig into, but with such a short amount of time, um, I want to switch gears for a minute to ask you a couple fun questions about your journey because I'm so intrigued by a long career as a professional broadcaster and you had such <laughs> longevity, right? It's like that's such a good yeah. bragging rights there. And I imagine, you know, shifting out of that and then shifting into who you are today and the work you're doing now there must have been a really bold move you made at some point to go from 36 years as a career professional to success, you know, coaching and mentoring speakers and experts to, you know, be, uh, you know, thriving in their own media empire. So what was the boldest move you ever made? I uh, got a liver transplant. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> No, no. Oh, uh, how did was, that fit together for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was coaching uh, stage presentation as a public speaker as part of my career. Uh, coming up on six years now in the month of March. Uh, can you believe that? Uh, six <laughs> years ago, this month, in fact, um, I got a liver transplant. So my world stopped. Everything stopped. And I came out of it saying, what am I going to do now? Because it's going to take a while to climb back out of this medical hole I'm in. And pandemic then hit right behind it. And I realized I have the ability with all my media skills to help other people learn how to leverage the media and get on stage and learn these media broadcast skills. I literally merged the two worlds and brought in everything virtually. And it just took off. It was the natural, easiest fit. And then I launched my own company. I did not have an official company before that. I was kind of doing it on the side. Everyone's got their side hustles, right? But I formally launched How the Rock to Stage Media. And when I launched it, I, I, I launched it through a streaming TV show called How to Rock to Stage. 
I, I, I did it to help people, Melanie. I, I did it to simply help my friends that were suffering. Three months into it, I was already booked out for another four months after that. I was pre-booked out. And I realized I'm running a TV show now. I'm running in my own company now. I better have a business now. And I just went forward into it. It literally fell in my lap through that life transition moment. So sometimes you get lemons and you come out with something else sometimes. Sounds like um, you didn't just get lemons into lemonade. You made margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, 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 it was absolutely very fun during that time. I mean, my brother and I were living together because I needed some of the caregiver for me, for me. And he had seen me over the years. But he says, you're really good with this. And he Googled me. You're everywhere. He works for TSA. He doesn't want to be everywhere. He doesn't want to be. <laughs> so he's like, this is really different. And then every video I did, everything I did, he kept coming back saying, no, I mean, you're really good at this. Hmm. And it was a, a blending of all my different past history into one new marvelous, let's, let's go forward and put all the poker, poker chips in. You know, I think that's one of the moments when you realize you've arrived and it's all working is when all the puzzle pieces come together that felt spirit and like disconnected. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing with this part of me. And then all of a sudden it all comes together. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. OK, now I see the full picture. That's a that's a very powerful moment. I'm so glad you shared that. And uh, what a funny lead into that story, Rich. Well done. <laughs> OK, last question. Uh, thinking about where you are right now. If you look back over those six years since you've been in business for yourself, what is one thing you wish you would have done sooner because it was such a good decision? You know, knowing what we have now for technology, I wish I would literally would have gone live earlier. There, there was ways to do it, uh, but I really wish I would have harnessed the power of life. Again, as a radio broadcaster, I was live all the time, football, basketball, baseball, but I didn't bring it into the social media. Hmm. I left that outside. I thought, okay, that's radio, but I'm doing this now. I wish I really would have started with the live and just do it. Just start with no fan base, no following, and just say, here I am and build the consistency. That would have been number two was be consistent. Like I am now the consistency makes a world a different. I, I, I did it when I wanted to, I did it when I was inspired. I did it when I had a grandiose idea. Now I do it because I love doing this and I need to do it. Yeah. And I think it's that consistency that builds the snowball that creates the momentum, right? So in the beginning, you're pushing the snow uphill. And once you get that consistency going, all the pieces start to flow easier. And I think that's where you've eventually arrived. Yeah. And just being willing to do it when it's hard. And when it's fun, now you do it because it works. And it's still fun. I, again, it works, but I love what I do every day, Melanie. I love the fact that I get a coach, I get to inspire, I get to share, I get an interview. I mean, I, I did many interviews this past weekend with the National Speakers Association. I'm ready to go do a bunch more. This is what <laughs> I love to do. And again, that's why I talk about finding your genius, staying your genius, shine as a go-to expert. Because if you find where that is after you, you will love more and more what you get to do because you're shining in your best possible place. I love it. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for joining us today. And I, I'm so grateful that you are a demonstration of what's possible when you are consistent and you're committed to 
making a difference and helping people in a bigger way. Like, sounds like that was one of your key drivers and it sure shows like you're constantly giving, 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 and making everybody's life good as you grow. I love helping other people shine. I truly do. I love people shine on camera, shine on stage. I hope I love people shine. So it is a passion project for me every day. Uh, and if, if anyone wants to learn anything more, please reach out to rich at richbontrager.net. Uh, you can always book a free consultation and we can hang out for a while and get to know what your superpower is. Nice. Love it. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 